Hello, friends, and welcome once again to your favorite therapy-themed podcast. It's This Changes Everything. Hello, Therapy Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm staring at the beautiful, like, snow falling outside. Looks like a freaking Norman Rockwell painting. It's lovely. <laughs> that is lovely. I like, I like to hear about that. It's pretty... It's pretty sunny over here in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's not I mean, something you hear often. <laughs> it's been weirdly sunny, but still pretty cold um, the whole time. And it's been I've been I've been very cozy. I yeah, I love the it's like cozy weather time. I love it. You know what? I turned on my like favorite cozy movie a couple nights ago. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, I was like, we're going to need to hear what that is. Uh, really? That's a cozy movie for you? That's <laughs> like that... a depressing movie, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, it's also like, it's really pretty to look at. And there's okay. always like okay. the fun question of like, is there anything in your life that you would want to like eternally sunshine so that you can just like oh. forget about it? And every time I watch that movie, I think of something new that I want to never remember. <laughs> so- <laughs> You are not one of those hashtag no regrets kind of people. There are no. many regrets. Oh, my God. Sorry. I mean, if if I could – yeah, there's probably at least a dozen, if not 50 to 100 things I'd like to wipe from my brain. Um, oh. And they they run the gamut, like from relationships or friendships or traumatic experiences all the way to just sort of like – I think that last time I was – when I was watching it a couple nights ago, I was like, I'd like to – Forget about how I've sort of like let some people down in my relationships. Oh, because there can be like that's this very sort self-reflective. Of, like, yeah, yeah. There's like shame or like guilt that I can spiral into, and I'd and I'd rather not do that. But I, I understand that's like losing the whole. I don't. I won't remember all of the good things. And you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm like one of those like you know whenever people ask like oh if you could get rid of if you um, you know, could wish away your trauma, the bad things that happened to you, would you? Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm going to say, like, as crazy as it is, no. Because yeah. I wouldn't have all of the, I don't know, wonderful things in my life if I didn't, I don't know. Like, I get that. And I think that's probably like the healthy, integrated answer. But for me, I just want to like wipe my brain clean so much that it's just like a smooth brain, the smoothest brain. Oh, that's nice you've ever seen where just like things just slide off of it and nothing sticks. Oh, Teflon brain. Yeah, I yeah, like that brain. is, that is a, I, I talk about that with clients, like working on how to just like let things roll off. How do you let your mm-hmm. mind be like Teflon? Mm-hmm. Don't let it stick. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to get rid of the embarrassing moment that happened just this weekend mm. when I was at an engagement party for Eli's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations guys. Um, they're listening. Uh, and uh, they were doing the toast. Eli was going to make a toast. And I had a little bit of a cold, a lot of bit of a cold, mm-hmm. and very little tissue on me. And I went to blow my nose into the tissue, and more came out than expected. <laughs> and I blew the biggest 
whatever you want to call that mess into my, the palm of my hand <laughs> mid toast as my boyfriend's giving a toast where he references me and says, I'm glad you guys are getting married so you can have the kids like so we don't have to or something like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughs and looks at me and I'm like embarrassingly running into the bathroom to like wipe my hands off. And then I come back out and they're like, ah, did you hear that? I'm like, no, what? Oh, it was, I could have, you can internally sunshine that i'm good (laughs) that is bad (laughs) it was it was just you know more that and that is not the first time that happened that also happened where i i i was overconfident about a a cough and Mm. i was on a waiting in line and a ride at disneyland with a new boyfriend it was like the maybe third date we went on or something like that Mm -hmm. and i coughed into my hand and coughed up the biggest loogie. And I was like, oh no, what do I do? And I didn't have anything. I had no tissue or anything. And I was like, like a crazy person just wiped it on the cement planter because we couldn't get out of line. What is wrong with me? This was pre-COVID. So like now I carry hand sanitizer and I'm not like, you know, gross. But I mean, you don't really, you really don't have many options of like where to put that loogie. No, I didn't. And And he was looking at me like, what are you going to do now, girl? (laughs) So embarrassing. You made, you made the right choice and I wish that never happened to you. Thanks. And so maybe it's not so much like the eternal sunshine experience we need, but like the men in black, like little pen where they just sort of use that. Yes. And really I want the other people around me to forget about it. (laughs) You saw nothing. This never happened. <laughs> did you, did, did the date recover or was it just sort of like, yeah, he was like madly in love with mm. me. It was, mm-hmm. it was a, yeah. how can he not be? I, I mean, it. come on. I'm adorable. And exactly. at Disneyland, please. Such a catch. Yeah. Come on. Always fun. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was a relationship that ended. <laughs> I and that is a, uh, yeah. th- this is an it's a I don't know a nice little segue into what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which is ending of relationships. Ending of relationships. Actually, Sarah, today is my three year anniversary of when I asked my now ex wife for a divorce. Wow! Today is the day. Congratulations! Congratulations! I sent her a text this morning. Happy divorce oh. anniversary. Um, oh my goodness. You guys have a great relationship. We do. We have a great relationship. Um, it was, it happened to be like at her, right after her dad's birthday brunch. Um, <laughs> Funny oh, happy, how those, those life, those, those yeah. milestone like mm-hmm. events will really, uh, uh, they really push you over the edge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was out with the whole, with the whole family for her dad's birthday brunch and, and during the birthday brunch, I was just like, this, I need, I can't, I need to, I need to go ahead. And it, but the thing is, is that was like the third time that I like tried to ask for a divorce. The other two times had, had happened just like a few weeks ago. Um, and a lot of times when you ask for a breakup or you ask for a divorce, it doesn't stick. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes people also how that word maybe has been used in the past i think some people start to throw it around maybe a little bit or threaten with it mm-hmm. and then i've seen couples where it's just their go to mm-hmm. fine then i'm we we should just get divorced and then it becomes almost just this threat mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's oh god the the threat of breaking up the threat the threat of getting a divorce it really kind of it feels like i mean 
I don't like to do that. I don't like to see people yeah. do that. It feels so weighty. It's so threatening. And it can like Well, because really, it is. Because <laughs> it, it actually is a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's designed to do only one thing, really. I think it's mm-hmm. to make like almost an exaggerated point, like to mm. really sometimes when we don't have the words to talk about our feelings or how, uh, you know, the, the old, I feel blank when you do blank and what mm-hmm. I need is blank communication statement. Uh, we just want people like to hurt in the same way we do. So we pick this statement or the word that I feel abandoned right now. I know I'm going to make them feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Fine. Then we should just get a divorce. Mm-hmm. You want to leave me? I'll leave you. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah, comes out. this hurts so bad that like it's making me want to leave the relationship and I'm going to threaten to leave the relationship um, mm-hmm. instead of like you're saying, I feel unloved or I don't feel seen or I feel really sad or, you know, um, so it's a, it, it can be sort of like a common thing that's thrown out there and I don't recommend, would not yeah. recommend. Yeah, definitely not. But it's hard to know, especially if you've been in a relationship for a while. Mm-hmm. What things are, well, this is just kind of what I need to accept in the relationship mm-hmm. and what things you are just, this isn't the life for you. This is not the kind of things that I wanted to, I signed up for, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've heard, uh, that I believe it's the Gottman Institute that said most people contemplate divorce. I think it's four years before Mm. They actually mm-hmm. go through with it. Mm-hmm. I, that sounds right. Which I is hilarious because I was married for five. So <laughs> makes sense. Lines up. Checks out. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It lines up for me too. I was married for uh, eight, almost eight years together for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you're right. It is really difficult to figure out like what should you accept in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um you're not going to get all your needs met. That's like impossible. You're not going to get 100 out of 100. So there's going to be a certain amount that you're not. So what's okay? Um, What can you tolerate? For me, a lot of it was kind of like, is it causing resentment and contempt? Mm. Oh, yeah. And can I like express it? Can I talk about what I'm not getting and what I need? And can we like repair? Can we work on it? Can we compromise? Can we meet in the middle? And I think over time, she and I like really got a good understanding of what she wasn't getting and what I wasn't getting and how can we get closer to like meeting both of our needs. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, compromise fucking sucks, but it has to happen (laughs) in relationship. There's sort of like no way around it. Um, So you try to compromise, you try to meet each other's needs in the middle, but if you can never get close enough to both feeling happy then that's a really big sign that maybe the relationship won't work. Yeah. How did you recognize that your needs weren't being met? You said you, both of you guys did a good job kind of mm-hmm. becoming aware of that for mm-hmm. you know each of you in the relationship. And what did you have to do to do that? Is that something that kind of naturally came up or was there awareness? And Yeah, there was – I mean – Going into the relationship where we dated for a couple of years and then we got engaged and we got married and going into it, I was like, oh, I see the possible like things uh, that we're going to have to work on. Yeah. Um, and these things feel like 
doable. Like I wanted to feel sort of like more emotionally connected. I wanted to feel like more excitement and adventure. And that seemed like, well, those are things that we can just do. Like we can just practice doing that. And she's really smart and I'm really smart. And we both know that's sort of on the table. So we talked about it. And when we talked about it, we're just like, yes, these are things we need to work on. And we were in agreement of it. But then when it came down to it and we tried to work on it, we had different, really different understandings of what we needed. Sort of like, so like emotionally, she wanted like a lot of space. She's sort of like classically avoidant. Mm -hmm. I was acting more classically anxious. Um, she just like, she knew what I wanted, but she couldn't provide it because she just didn't have the tolerance for it. Like the emotional tolerance for it or the interest. Mm -hmm. and maybe she had the interest, but she just like couldn't get there. Um, and I didn't have as much patience <laughs> as as I thought that I could have with that. And I also was like, well, if I can't get all my emotional needs met in my relationship, or some of my, or a lot of my emotional needs met in my relationship, I'll get those emotional needs met in my friendships. Mm -hmm. But, but it, and like, I agree with like, I think that's like a good thing to do, but I, it felt like to me, I was like relying on my friendships too much for emotional support. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to lean more into my rely on your partner. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to. It creates a kind of intimacy and closeness, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So we just couldn't, we couldn't do that very well, but we went to couples counseling mm -hmm. and we went to, what's it called? The, um, it was the emotional, emotionally focused couples counseling. Yeah. Love uh, it. Yeah. Which was like very good for us where it's sort of like the classic, like, I'm like, hey, this is how I feel. And then she, my wife will be like, this is how you must feel. And you just do that over and over again. <laughs> Where you're just sort of like trying to understand what each other's emotional experience is. And if you can do that, which we were able to do to a certain degree, then there's a sort of like natural, like, oh, like Jeff needs more and I love him. So I'm going to like try even harder to do that. And the therapist is going to like help us kind of like practice that, or she's going to role model that for us. Um, so we did come out of that experience. We did that for like a year and a half and we did come out of that. Experience. Wow. That's a long time. That's commitment mm -hmm. to yeah. working on. It, it made us feel better. We did feel that's more good. emotionally connected. And then it slowly started to kind of like default into like the, the disconnected place. And it got Some to a point. Some of those things. Go mm -hmm. ahead. It got to a point where I was like, I can see that we're always defaulting into this like yeah. disconnect. Um, it also got to the point where it just seemed like, I think she really thrives being single. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think that like, yeah. she's better at like doing her thing, having her space, doing what it, she was the sort of person that would like come home after work and she'd be like, cool, don't bother me. I need to recharge on my own. And that I'd come home, great. I'd come home after work and be like, get over here. Let's talk about our days. Yeah. What's going on. I need to like really connect with somebody. So it was like, that was one very symbolic thing that we struggled with where I was like, come here, come here, come here. And she's like, yeah. okay, hold on, babe. Um, when in the beginning, when you were kind of recognizing those things that you said, okay, mm -hmm. I think this is probably going to be a, a thing down the road. Mm -hmm. It sounds uh, like those are things that maybe, or I should ask you, like, do you think those are things that you felt you could with your skills mm -hmm. help her with or improve the relationship totally. of like, I know I can use my skills to 
change this other person. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Mm, yeah. We can try really hard. We can but try. But things like adventure and travel, like we, it sounds like, oh yeah, I definitely want to do that. That sounds so exciting. Mm-hmm. But if you're just different energies and, and mm-hmm. there's not really no. much you can do to. And also if you're going to compromise and be like, okay, I'm going to like do more adventure and travel, but I know your heart's not in it. And you're not like having as much fun as I'm having, and you're just doing it as a favor. I maybe kind of don't want you to do it then. Like, yeah. and I think, and I think there was like certain thing in the re- certain things in the relationship where I was like, well, we'll both meet in the middle, but I didn't really want to do it, and she didn't really want to do it, and then we both just sort of resented each other. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like there was like so many things about our connection that were so amazing, and that's why we're like such good friends now. Is because like we have the same sense of humor, the same values, the same hobbies, the same interests. Like we watch the same TV shows. We do like so many things that are similar, and we look at the world like through a very uh, similar lens. So it made sense that we're both trying really hard to make it work. Oh, it's so hard when there are so many ways that you do connect with a person, but if that that soul uh, desire that. Mm-hmm that feeling isn't being fulfilled, mm-hmm. then th- those resentments will mm-hmm. just grow. And it feels like it becomes harder to envision the life that maybe you want with the person because it seems like a future of a lot of compromises or a lot of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. having to <sighs> you know, kind of do their thing. Yeah, totally. And when, like, the relationship was starting to come to an end, I was really um, having pro- – I was feeling really stressed and not getting a lot of sleep. And you know what I could have used, Sarah? What could you have used, Jeff? <laughs> I could have used Next Evo Natural Stress CBD Complex. Heck, yeah. I can use this just thinking about, uh, you know, all those past relationships. And, man, take the edge off. Anything. Yeah. Take the edge off. And the, the, I hope you're all really appreciating this transition into Next Evo. Crushing it with our segues. <laughs> We're really, this, is what you hear, this is what you listen for. We got the segue game down. We're doing really good. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm also like not joking around. I do love Next Evo Natural Stress CBD Complex. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that I like about it is that um, if I do feel stressed about anything, whether it's like psychological stress or I'm like, uh, emotional stress or mental stress, it's just really nice to take that edge off. And like I've said before, the thing that like gets me, that really affects me is the sleep. Yes. And so if I can like take a CBD complex in order to get better sleep, it's always a good, uh, good idea for me. And I'm uh, doing a lot of traveling this holiday, and mm-hmm. I do not do so well with transitions be- from place to place. And I get very anxious. And like airplanes, I, I'm i always nervous I'm going to forget something or like I've left this at home or that at home. And I just have this edge about me. I am going to be popping two of those gummies before I even get into the Uber <laughs> to go to the airport. So we are chill and calm yes. and ready for my flight. Highly recommend. If you want to get to the root of stress with the, CB- with the stress CBD complex from Next Evo Naturals, you can get 25% off your subscription of orders $50 or more by using the promo code changes at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code changes.
All right. So you, you know, kind of, I feel like have a little bit of an advantage because you're, you were a therapist when you went Mm -hmm. through your divorce. Yes. 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 Uh, and sometimes it's a little bit harder to maybe recognize the signs or even know, oh my gosh, maybe I should go to therapy or maybe this is something we should talk about. Mm-hmm. It was when I went through grad school that mm. I was like, oh, I cannot be doing couples therapy with people and giving this advice and saying these kind of things and tr- like encouraging others to build communication or connection or intimacy in a relationship like this and coming home and doing the exact opposite or feeling totally different about it. Mm-hmm. And so you have a wonderful list here of seven signs that your partner might be feeling done with the relationship that, uh, you know, if you're not in grad school to be a therapist or you're not a therapist already <laughs> and you would like to know what the heck is going on and maybe what are some signs that not necessarily mean your partner's like ready to throw in the towel and done, but things that may encourage or, or, uh, Maybe a sign that more communication is needed, mm-hmm. that these are usually things, um, the things on this list I know are usually things that we can create our own narrative about in our heads when we mm-hmm. see them mm-hmm. and they can turn into bigger problems uh, or they're things that will help kind of give a clearer uh, idea of what's going on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So let's go through these seven signs that your partner might be feeling done with the relationship. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first one is instead of engaging in repair attempts after a fight, they sort of let things go and move on without trying to reconnect and feel better. So fights aren't like – they don't have to be a red flag. We all get into fights. We all get into arguments. This is a normal thing. But – If you're not repairing and reconnecting and learning and growing and trying to figure out what's going on and being more thoughtful and aware and how do you take this into like the future of the relationship, then you're just sort of like giving up a little bit. You're not trying anymore. You know what I mean? And it kind of, it kind of hints to me that there's this, well, what's the point? Why bother? Mm -hmm. Maybe the, uh, you know, I imagine when two people get in a relationship, we have this like blank whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And then, at, you know, even after your first date, you get those markers out and you like start drawing like your imagination for the future. And anybody who's used, you know, Expo or like those whiteboard mm-hmm. markers knows like you got to be careful because maybe you like erase some of it. It's very easy to erase things. So <laughs> I feel like time and energy and effort is like put into it. And it's so easily erased. And so... As soon as, uh, you know, things maybe start going south or like people's feelings change, it's almost like somebody comes along mm-hmm. and erases mm-hmm. part of that whiteboard. And mm-hmm. so those, those visions of the future mm-hmm. are not there anymore mm-hmm. and makes it so there's not more things to build off of and continue mm-hmm. drawing from things right. like that. And I feel like that's that checked out kind of maybe you see some stonewalling with that of the, mm-hmm. that's like putting up a wall. I'm not going to communicate with you. The, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Short answers, not engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that the Gottmans talk a lot about is like the quote unquote stonewalling where there's, there's like, 
like a relationship feels more like healthy if you're like engaging and actually fighting and trying to figure it out. But if you're just like, fuck it, <laughs> like I don't yeah. want to do this, then that's stonewalling and you're not participating and you're not repairing or reconnecting at all. And you're, and, and you're going to get into a fight like pretty soon again about the same fucking For bullshit. Sure. Right. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. caring one way or the other. That's the, Ooh, God. And, and that's when I think, you know, to go back to, you know, those, those maybe, uh, hurtful jabs like the, well, we're just going to get a divorce then. I think mm-hmm. those can come out when mm-hmm. the other person isn't reacting in that same way and isn't, it's almost like, you know, the toddler who maybe fell down and, you know, wants the attention for crying and like mom isn't giving them attention. So they scream louder, mm-hmm. like maybe this will work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can be a dynamic mm-hmm. that can come up is somebody trying to, uh, maybe elicit en- emotions in another person if they're not totally. getting that. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Yeah. Trouble. Very, very big trouble. And so a lot of times when I see couples come in for relationship therapy, they've reached the point where they're not engaging anymore in repair attempts because they're too hurt or because they're too overwhelmed or because they just don't know what to do. They're feeling powerless or helpless. One of you or both of you have sort of like checked out. So when you go into relationship therapy, then like it's, it's on me to try to get you to, or to get you all to like start repairing and reconnecting again. But it's hard to do that if you haven't done that for a long time, which you probably haven't done that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. (laughs) Not bullshit. Just like, you know, yeah. a bunch of stuff that you have to like As get the client sometimes, as somebody who's been the client as well, it feels like bullshit. You can call it that. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love to like jump in there and try to figure it out with you, but there's, there's like hurt and pain that needs to be acknowledged sometimes before the repair attempts can even yeah. happen. So if that starts to happen, Oof. go find a therapist, acknowledge it, go get a book, like figure it out. Don't just bail and start stonewalling because that's a pretty bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I went through my divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, a lot of the things, the issues kind of came about in grad school, I think because I changed so much and grew so much. And the first, the person that I was, when I got together with my ex, I was 20 four maybe Mm. just coming off like two seasons three seasons of being on a reality tv show like i thought i knew who i was i didn't know who the heck i was at all Mm -hmm. and i was being this version of myself that i got mm, attention and good feedback for but it wasn't really me you know, I was very accommodating, very easygoing, very like, um, you know, my, my ex-husband is very successful, very gregarious, very outgoing, very like um, a charming guy. Mm-hmm. And he was eight years older than me. And I had this feeling of like, oh my gosh, well, I, I should just be so lucky. Like I'm so, I should just kind of be happy because look at this wonderful life I'm getting and anybody else would like love all these things. And it, you know, it, it's so great for somebody else, but it, it, there was so much of, uh, I call it like Sarah 1.0, like the person mm-hmm. that I was before I really did the work on myself and learned who I was and what 
I valued and what things were important to me. And he, I, he must've felt like he kind of got like a bait and switch situation mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. the person that he went into the relationship with was somebody who was totally willing to be like, uh, the Robin to somebody's Batman or be the, mm-hmm. um, it felt always like I was like a supportive role in mm-hmm. like not the main character in the thing. And then when I went through grad school and, and just, yeah, like did the work and, and connected mm-hmm. to people who, uh, allowed me to be a more authentic version of myself, not just like the, the person that people wanted me on me to be on television. I was like, Oh, actually I don't like getting dressed up and going to fancy parties. I want to go camping and I want to like have a garden and do all those things. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, what? And, uh, yeah, we just like connected in a way that was my, um, uh, uh, a less self-aware version of myself maybe needed that or, or was okay in that relationship, but not who I grew into. And mm-hmm. when we went to therapy, it, it, I found it so frustrating because one of the things that, you know, he really made me feel was like, this is you, this is a you problem. And so it was like, you got to work on yourself. You've got to deal with these things. You've got to be like, you know, happy with your situation, whatever it is. And I was like, I don't think that's true. So I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll do the work. I went to therapy, went, did the thing. And then like went to couples therapy. And my, I remember the therapist, the couples therapist said, if you want a, the best husband, be the best version of a wife you can. And so I was the best version like for me and mm-hmm. I still got not what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I've done everything to be the best version of me. There's no way that I can do any more work on myself. And it was through doing the work on myself. Like we went to couples therapy a few times, mm-hmm. but there was no movement there. There was mm-hmm. no like, you know, until somebody is willing to say, yeah, I'm, I have a role in this dance as well, mm-hmm. then it's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, it just feels like, oh, mm-hmm. miserable. Mm-hmm. So I wish we had like some years to maybe work through things in couples therapy. But I think what it came down to was me not being an authentic version of myself and getting kind of sucked up into somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And then after being in in that going, ah, this isn't my life. I got to get out. And mm-hmm. ugh, I, ugh, part of me feels like I don't feel bad about it, but it's a hard thing to do when somebody else would be like, what? I love that life. I want that. And sure. Yeah. He got I've remarried. Been... So somebody did say, I love that life. I want it. Jump That's right good. In. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've been on both sides where like I have felt bait and switched and somebody else mm. felt like I did the bait and switch. And I remember like when I was younger and I met um, one of my first girlfriends, I, th- I was like, oh my God, I, this is amazing. This is golden. Like she is exactly who I want her to be in all the different ways. And then it turned out three years into the relationship, she grew into a different person. She just like was trying to be the girlfriend that she thought I thought I wanted. Uh Um, And so I felt that bait and switch from her, but it was really just her like growing into the person who she really is. 
Yeah. You know, that and, is exactly my experience. And I want her to grow, but that means that like this relationship isn't going to work anymore, probably because mm-hmm. it turned out that we were just like very different. I mean, not very, very, but just different people enough to not be in a relationship together anymore. And I was crushed and I was sad and I was confused. I didn't know why it was happening. But I was also like really impressed with her and really like respected her and she made a really good decision. But the guilt that she had to experience of feeling like she like quote unquote like led me on or there was like a bait and switch. She didn't intend to do that. That wasn't That's an important thing for people to right? remember. She's like, like she wasn't trying to manipulate me. Like somebody else. And like, I am people, just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> I exactly. am the people we're referring to. Yeah. You're not some like narcissist that's trying to like gain no. power, gaslight, trying to like get that and then like, you know, you're just like doing your best and and you don't know that like you're gonna like eventually grow and when you're when you're married or in any relationship, but especially when you're married, like it's an actual contract that you're signing. Yeah. And like any contract, it needs to be renegotiated as totally. like right as the years go on to see if you're gonna like sign that contract and create a new one. And when things change, when you evolve and they evolve, when you go to a different place, whatever it is, like you constantly need to be renegotiating that crack, that contract. And if it turns out that like you're too far apart on some really important issues, you don't sign the contract again. Totally. I love that. I, I remember my supervisor told me once that, uh, you know, it's, it, as not romantic as this sounds, uh, it's kind of like you're going into a business with somebody. Mm-hmm. And who do you want to be in business with? And when I think about my business style and what kind of business I would run and, and how I would treat the employees or what our, um, I don't know, freaking holiday party would look like, <laughs> whatever it is. And then I mm-hmm. think about what my ex-husband, what company he'd be running. Those are two mm-hmm. very different companies, mm-hmm. like totally different. Now I'm like, I would not go. We Nope. Different. Mm-hmm. So that helped me so much to kind of like think about, you know, and it's interesting you say like a contract, like it is like that. And like, mm-hmm. just like, um, you know, a business, you have to have meetings and, you know, I, we would have, I encourage clients and, you know, even if in my own relationships have like a monthly business meeting, like the business of the relationship, what are the things that we need to like, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Do you feel like we're visiting your family enough and seeing your friends enough? Do we need to like, maybe mm-hmm. how do you feel with the breakdown of, uh, 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 domestic responsibilities in the house, you know, any bills mm-hmm. that I forgot to pay, whatever it is, monthly business meetings are so great. You can like make it fun, go out to brunch, like, I don't know, get one of those cute little visors that like the accountants <laughs> use if you want to make, make it real costumey, you know? Yeah. Like it's it. kind of, it's like a, some people call it like a state of the relationship conversation, like a state of union sort of. Um, talk where you ask all those questions to see how you're doing and, and then make adjustments as you continue to go. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Okay. And one right. of the things uh, that you put on the list was mm-hmm. that is kind of like the opposite of that. Uh-huh. Lack of future casting and conversations yes. about making long-term plans. Yes. When we talk about signs that maybe your partner's done, if maybe you were having business meetings and now uh, they're not coming to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was yeah. So that's the second point. And this is this is this is something that usually happens to me when I don't even know maybe that I'm losing interest, but I'm noticing that I'm not mm-hmm. planning any vacations. I'm not thinking about what our next relationship milestone is going to be. I'm not like getting excited about the future. I'm not imagining what it's going to look like mm-hmm. with them. And once I see myself doing that, where like they're not included in my future projections, that's a really big sign that. Yeah, you know- the mm-hmm. uh, the one that I've always used is, you know, if uh, we somehow accidentally got pregnant mm. and then, God forbid, I died the day the baby was born, <laughs> how would I feel about this person raising my child without any input from me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even get a say. They're just going to raise my baby. Mm-hmm. There aren't many people I've dated where I wouldn't be like, oh, no, 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 bad, bad, bad. But like (laughs) this one I got now, I'm like, oh, my God, that kid would be better off. You know what? In fact, just take it. (laughs) You're great. Your family's better. Just just go. (laughs) And uh, so that's always kind of been the the, The little test. Yeah. Yeah. Little litmus test that I use. Like, (laughs) would this person be a suitable parent? And like, would they? And it's more than it's like, what kind of. You know, I felt like my ex-husband was very critical, was very mm-hmm. like he was a perfectionist that, you know, everything had to be the best thing. It was like I felt like, um, you know, I, I learned how to play the ukulele. And I remember I like per his request, he's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you learned how to play the ukulele on, you know, because we were like going on a camping trip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Sure. Ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> uh now I cr- I crush it and jam on the ukulele. I so I'm glad I did that because it then turned into my like self-care, getting myself mm-hmm. through the divorce and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was wonderful. <laughs> it was like that's what he told me to do. And then it like through learning that I learned, I don't think I want to be with this person. Because I remember I learned a, a song on the ukulele and I came to him and I was like, oh, listen, I like first time I've ever played an instrument for anyone in my life. And I am nervous. Yeah. And the first thing he says was, Oh, I don't think that that part was right or that. And I was like crushed. It felt like I was a little kid who just showed my parent like their my macaroni picture frame. Mm. And they were like, oh, it's crooked, you know. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I imagined that experience like with my child. Like I imagined Mm. having a child and Mm -hmm. that child coming to show their dad something or be excited about something, Mm. getting that reaction. And Mm -hmm. that gutted me that cr- i was like nope 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 can't can't mm. do this not for mm-hmm. me that because that pain would be too much oh, i see I, I i think that yeah i like what you're doing there where you're like how would this person how do i feel if this person would like raise my my baby because that's mm-hmm. sort of how they like would like at the core like love somebody yes. Right. How do you love? How do you communicate love? How do you nurture somebody? What do you do um, if somebody is not perfect? Like, mm-hmm. how do you accept somebody's flaws? And mm-hmm. how do you comfort somebody if they, you know, need comfort? Like, I feel like it would have been like the just rub some dirt on it. Like mm-hmm. there was no nurture. Mm-hmm. It just that was that's kind of how 
mm-hmm. I yeah. got to that. Those. I get that. Because it's so hard when you are married. I mean, it's hard when you do any sort of combining of lives. Mm-hmm. Any, like, I, I told Eli, I'm like, I've never had my camping stuff touch another person's camping stuff. I was married. I still kept all my camping stuff separate because I'm like, no, no, just in case. I got to keep all my gear. It's just Mm. my gear. He's Mm -hmm. the first person who I've ever combined camping gear with. And Mm. I'm like, that that is is serious, (laughs) serious. So in any relationship, undoing that stuff is so hard. And in a marriage, like I – held on for so long, even though I had these feelings, like I needed to come up with these little tests or these little Mm. signs or things that told me, okay, this really is done because it felt like so much work to Mm -hmm. undo this Mm. life. I mean, I hadn't paid any of my own bills for six years. Mm -hmm. I hadn't like, I couldn't even tell at the time I was so, then I realized how, uh, uh, imbalanced the relationship was. I didn't know how much money we made a month. I didn't know, mm-hmm. like we bought a house and I had no idea what I signed. Like mm-hmm. just so many things that I felt like I had to start over. And that felt, I'm like, do I, it was stupid shit. I'm like, I just decorated this house. Do I want to get a divorce and <laughs> decorate another house? Like those, that shouldn't be what, what you think about, but those are the, 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 the things like those mundane things that almost get mm-hmm. in the way mm-hmm. from saying those real feelings mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you, it makes you put it off. Oh, that sounds too difficult. I'm just going and I can't even imagine what it would be like if you had kids. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. That is so difficult to untangle. So hard. So hard. Yeah. Uh, no, I th- I feel like everybody listening can kind of like think of all those like little excuses of like, ugh. But my CDs are in his car. I don't know. You know For like, real. <laughs> it's like why we do that. We're like, I know. I'll just stay in this relationship I'm miserable in because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to buy another set of cutlery. <laughs> and that feels like a real excuse. It I mean, really does. And anybody who's had to do that before, like I have had a like in my current relationship, a meltdown because I'm like, I will not bring my utensils over here because if you decide that, that you're done with this, I am not buying. Do not tell me to get rid of or take anything to the goodwill because I need that backup set just in case. I'm not doing this shit again. Which might be some relationship trauma, but you know. <laughs> maybe, you know, I mean, it's, it's practical, but it's a lot more symbolic of like how you're actually feeling inside. Yes. But yes. I don't know. It's all very adorable too. Like it's very sweet <laughs> and we can all relate to what you're saying. Yes. Just like yeah. The panic about the utensils. Uh-huh. Okay. What else is on our list? Uh, hooking up and rolling around in bed may feel a little bit more routine and boring and maybe they aren't bringing as much excitement or passion into the intimate moments in the bedroom. Yeah. So, but the disclaimer here is that like, this happens all the time. And I mean, I guess, I guess the disclaimer for all of these is like, these can, these can be like one-off things. Yeah. These are like, especially in like long-term relationships, but especially this one where like you're having sex and a lot of times sex is, can be like really fun or energy energized or lots of novelty when you first start doing it. And then it kind of like dies down. But if you get to a point where 
they're just like, it really feels like you're mailing it in. Like you're really not connected when you're having sex or you just don't want to do it. You have to kind of like really will yourself to get into a place of wanting to do it. The attraction, the desire, the, the like spiciness, the tension, like it's just not there anymore. Then that's an obvious and can be a pretty big sign, especially when you don't even feel like working on it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's really hard. And it's mm-hmm. hard to then know, it, like, it's hard to make the first move. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, I think when you, like, of of t- changing things, mm-hmm. of maybe switching that up, it's hard to then jump in and if you even just or find yourself in a rut to say, like, hey, let, like, let's talk about this. Does this still feel the same for you? And mm-hmm. I think when you recognize that or notice that happening, it's important to kind of go back to basics like go back to the very beginning of like mm-hmm. kind of like we said in our sex episode of taking sex maybe off the table mm-hmm. and how can we reconnect intimately you know when it, it may be uh needing to feel like maybe throwing a little more novelty or something exciting in there changing things up a bit it could mm-hmm. be to feel different to just have sex in a different room or maybe uh you're not feeling as uh safe or heard in the relationship as before and Mm-hmm. Getting those needs met or talking about those things can help in that mm-hmm. uh, hooking up and rolling around. Yeah, situation. totally. Yeah. So again, I got maybe all of these are like this, but again, it's just sort of like, oh, you're losing, like something has been lost and you're not willing mm-hmm. to repair it. <laughs> like, and in, all, in any of these situations, like when you notice these things, you have two options. You can let these thoughts live inside your head. Create more thoughts and more feelings, intensify maybe feelings that aren't rooted in reality or in fact, or you can take this information and create a conversation with your partner and have a curiosity. You know, I like with anything to come into any issue in the relationship with a bit of curiosity Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm like, let me, let me try to see like maybe i don't have all the pieces of the puzzle let me see if i can get some more of like the other person's side mm-hmm. and kind of talk about things that uh, maybe will create some changes or cause you to mm-hmm. i don't know take a look at some of these things and yeah. switch things up because sometimes it's just like oh no i'm sorry i'm really stressed out and mm-hmm. uh i like my mind's not in it you know mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then you have like a really good understanding of why somebody's a little more checked out and you don't have to take it personally and it actually doesn't yes. reflect at all on the relationship and they're just like going through some bullshit at work or something, you know, like, okay, oh, yeah. hey, this makes sense. And you kind of like move forward and move on and try to problem solve if you can. So entering into all the conversations with curiosity, very important. Uh, the fourth one on the list uh, they're not asking you as many probing questions or feeling curious about your inner world. Curiosity has disappeared. Exactly. The curiosity has disappeared. And one of the, like, personally, I think one of the greatest parts of being in a relationship is somebody's just, like, really interested in who I am and what I'm thinking and what I believe and what I'm feeling. And I'm also interested in them for all those reasons as well. Yes. But if you're just, like, not interested in how I'm... A- experiencing life or my emotions and it doesn't feel like you want to know anything about me, then I'm feeling really disconnected and it doesn't feel like you want to be in this relationship at all. 
Yeah, it, I, I think that's a good one, even whether you're deep in a relationship or, you know, I've heard this from friends, clients, when they, you know, just kind of are maybe dating around and the mm-hmm. other person, like, mm-hmm. isn't asking questions. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is like, there to be some, this is like, come on. That's some first date shit, you know, if like, if you're not asking me any questions, then like, I'm not yeah. feeling really turned on yeah. or, you know, and this is not a sponsor, maybe a future sponsor, <laughs> but there's an app that I was looking at, at, you know, with any of our sponsors, I like to be like, okay, what mm-hmm. are they? Let me make sure and let's see if they make the cut and if we're like mm-hmm. into it. Um, but there's this app called paired that mm-hmm. is like a real, have you heard of this? I have. It's like a yeah. relation. Oh yeah. I liked it. I downloaded I it and I like, just like checked it out. And I was like, okay, like I, Eli and I ask each other so many questions. We are always like talking and like mm-hmm. curious about each other and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, especially doing these podcasts, like mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about everything, but I was so surprised at how helpful, mm. like just having a tool, something else to mm-hmm. maybe help mm, I don't know, encourage conversation or mm-hmm. communication. Cause it's hard to just sit down and like say some of these things. You can even approach some of these conversations in a playful, fun way mm-hmm. through something like like online personality quizzes or, you mm-hmm. know, com- here's this communication game for couples you want to play. And it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of the pressure off of, I think, either partner of having to kind of come up with this stuff themselves. At least that's what I felt. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, I think that's why like a lot of people, like a lot of my therapy, Jeff videos, it's because I'm like, yes. here's 10 questions you can ask your babe. Oh, hello. Like, this is exactly why I fell in love with you and what, what I, how I <laughs> started, like, I don't know, the first mm-hmm. five dates we went on. I was like, okay, what's therapy Jeff say I'm supposed to ask? <laughs> Hang on. Let's go through these. Yeah. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. something really nice about not having to like strain your brain, come up with questions and just like use prompts from somebody else. <sighs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. How does it feel knowing that you are such an important part of so many people's relationships? (laughs) I like knowing that. It makes me feel good. But also, just yesterday or two days ago, I was at the post office and I was mailing a package and then somebody came up to me and was like, hey, you're therapy, Jeff. And I was like, I am therapy, Jeff. She was like, it's because of you that I got a divorce. (laughs) 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 And she was like really excited to tell me that. And she's like, I just moved to Portland. And oh my God, this is so crazy that you're here. Um, So so I am, I can like help people connect and also disconnect. And I feel totally fine But sometimes those are, those are good things to like, Mm -hmm. I remember when I got my divorce, when my divorce was finalized and I got like the last, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever it was, a- envelope from mm-hmm. the lawyer with the stamp on it and everything. I had never really understood those divorce parties, but <laughs> at that moment I was like, fuck yeah, yes. let's, yeah. Th- let's have a party. That sounds good. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally pro 
divorce party. Pro divorce party. If yeah. it is, if it means you know both people right. are like living their best lives. If right. It's like exactly. Horrible and sad and painful. Then I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next one. Number five. You notice that the other that other things or people are more of a priority. And the relationship isn't taking, and the relationship is taking a hit because of that. Mm-hmm. So, and also a disclaimer here, I guess, like if you get into a relationship with somebody and you both agree that like you are not each other's priorities, okay. If you're both agreeing on that, if you're like, I have kids that are more of a priority than you will ever be, then hands down, totally fine. As long as you're both like shaking, agreeing on that and being like, okay. I understand this, then totally fine. I'm not saying that you always have to be the priority. However, if you start out being the priority and then you yep. sit down to the second, third, or fourth thing that's a priority in their life, that's a real bad sign. I felt this so much in my relationship. I felt like my partner was, and my ex-husband, was so good at making me a priority when I was willing to be supportive of his things. Mm-hmm. But when I was carving out a life for myself, like I remember him getting very upset with me when I went to a um, we went to some wine event. He was in the wine business, and we went to some like fancy schmancy event where I'm like supposed to be. Or in his mind, my role was to like schmooze and talk to people. This was my like finals week of grad school. Mm-hmm. I had. I was about to present in front of the board, all this stuff. Mm. I was so stressed. And I just remember coming there and like just being quiet and drinking wine and like hanging out by the cheese board and like eating charcuterie all night long. And he was like, what the heck? What happened to the person that I had that was like Mm. uh, uh, not supportive? So when I wasn't there to kind of support him in the same way, he – his attention or he prioritized other people and other things that – Mm-hmm. kind of maybe shined his mirror or supported mm-hmm. him. And and I think there were even like relationships with, mm, you know, females that were probably just friends mm-hmm. that I looked at as, and I got jealous of, and I was like not okay with because I, I felt that priority take a hit. Like I felt like I was mm-hmm. not as prioritized in the relationship and then when fantasy football season came Mm. along and i didn't get any attention i was like oh oh, this is a problem (laughs) fantasy football was like way more important than me it felt like yeah that's not good yeah yeah. it seems like sort of like the message he's sending is like if you don't do what i tell you to do then i'm not going to treat you as a priority 100 percent. that was it Mm -hmm. i remember there was like and it was a lot about how I presented myself. Mm. He was not a fan of my curly hair. When I would straighten it and like blow dry it straight and like mm-hmm. put on makeup, he would be like, oh, there's my wife. And I mm. hated that because mm-hmm. I was like, well, really, I'm your wife when I have mm-hmm. curly hair and no makeup on and, you know, mm-hmm. whatevs, right? But mm. yeah, that one, that, that yeah, felt like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel so good. No. The next one. Number six, their level of patience and compassion has lowered and they can more quickly grow frustrated or annoyed with you. So a lot of times this is because there's like contempt that is built up and contempt is like anger where you're always like scanning for reasons to be angry. So you're going to say shit like, here we fucking go again. Or like, Mm -hmm. I can't stand this. You know, you're just sort of like. Or stop breathing that way. Stop. 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 Stop I hate the noise you're making. Just stop breathing that way. (laughs) 
Oh, like that little thing that they did mm-hmm. in the beginning. You're like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's... Then I'm like, nope, I can't take it. I'll actually murder you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not murdering anybody. That's a joke. <laughs> no, but I can... I know that feeling of wanting to do a murder for something yeah. like very small that I used to find quirky and endearing and now I can't mm-hmm. fucking stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you... So if you're like quickly going to know patients, quickly just like, I can't fucking take this anymore, mm-hmm. then a lot of contempt has built up. You haven't talked about it. You haven't processed it. You haven't worked through it. And because of that, you're just like ready to explode. And the thing you're probably exploding about is not what you're really angry or Mm-mm. upset about. It's Mm-mm. just the uh, the thing that you, you're feeling all that contempt. You're feeling all that anger. And like we've time talked about before about how, you know, I f- picture in my mind, like my brain just holding this bundle of mm-hmm. feelings and looking for the first bucket to drop it in. And it like sees, mm-hmm. you know, part in doing this and, oh, that's it. It's that mm-hmm. thing. It's mm-hmm. not. It's the whole relationship. It's probably right. what is being yes. unsaid and all this stuff. All the stuff. Yep. Exactly. Oof. And then the, the seventh one, the last one is like more of a vibe. <laughs> it's the sort of like there's a general sense of feeling placated and not really taken seriously anymore. So it's, you might be feeling condescended. You might be feeling like someone's yes. being passive aggressive towards you. Something's being left unsaid. And it's more, it's, this is kind of like an energetic shift sometimes. It's hard to actually like say the specific thing that's happening, but you're just like, oh, I'm not being seen in the same, I'm not being respected. I'm not being trusted in the same way. There's like a lack of mutual respect or something that's going on where you might not be able to like specifically point to it and have like a really great example, but it's just Mm. sort of like the vibe of the relationship is like, you're not taking me seriously. You're not seeing me as like an equal, you know what I mean? Maybe those bids for attention or those like little Mm. things that we do. Um, you know, maybe, uh, even just looking at your phone and you make a noise like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. you expect the partner to go, Oh, what is it? Mm -hmm. We do these things. We Mm -hmm. expect our partner. They're called like bids for attention. We want our partners to respond to. Mm -hmm. And when a partner doesn't, it, says a lot it kind of starts mm-hmm. like that's a change in vibe oh they're not responding to me they're not as like uh not attentive as engaged. To, yeah. yeah yeah not as engaged and not as present in the relationship mm-hmm. and yeah reacting to it as well right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so those are seven things there's plenty more things that could be happening in relationship that could be red flags and again like we were saying like these things could all be like normal things that you experience in a long-term relationship here and there. It also could be that like your partner is stressed or depressed <laughs> and they're totally. like overwhelmed with shit at work, you know? So like we're saying like check in with your partner, make sure you can talk about what's going on and see if you can figure out what's up. These are our uh, signs that more conversations mm-hmm. need to happen. Yeah, exactly. All right, friends, we will see you next time on This Changes Everything.